Welcome to the Journey Podcast. <laughs> Today it's uh, just Jeff Carlson and Sarah Banowitz. And we're here, and our topic today is... Today is uh, the whole coaching thing, because who knows what this coaching stuff is all about, and what does that mean? Like, are we going to be talking about how to uh, have your kiddos really kick the ball well on the soccer field? Well, no. Uh, what is this coaching, and is it life coaching? Because there's, there's that idea that, you know, you can go out there and uh, hire a life coach, is it that? No. So what is it? <laughs> what are we talking about? That's what we got to define. That's the is this a million new dollar thing? question. This is, this is almost like a self-driving car in a way. It's a new thing, right? So you sort of have... Yeah, it is a new thing for our, for our society, but yeah. it's based off of an old thing, right? An old thing, yes. Yes. And it's very relational and it's very important and maybe we can give a little backstory to um the how we got to this point of developing the coaching and what it is and why it's important so to get to the backstory why don't i share a little bit about what i've seen of journey coaching so i am the daughter of jeff and terry carlson jeff is in front of me right now Terry is a licensed Christian counselor after um, that's her how, what she got her master's degree in. Um, pr- previously, she had been an RN, a registered nurse. And um, she and a pastor friend of yours, Mike Kalachi. And you even said his name almost right. Mike Kalachi. Yeah. Mike Kalachi. <laughs> Mike Hi, <C>. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Terry and Mike had uh well no to start off with you and terry you and mom had been what was the pain point that you guys were seeing well a couple of pain points one is just generally uh in the world you just see so many people that are just wandering and uh i certainly could have been a wanderer kind of either uh stuck on my life's journey or just kind of like just kind of uh, lost and figuring out where to go and how to go and how to get there. But I've had lots of people in my life that have come alongside me, just individual people that have come alongside me. So looking around, like my background is in marketing. So I kind of look around, I go, where are the needs? I mean, that's kind of what I, my DNA is. So that was, uh, how was that 10 years ago? Oh my gosh, that, yeah, that's been, yeah, 10, uh, it's, it's been a long yeah, even longer than that. But just there's a need for good, solid relationships and people to come alongside other people. And then uh, in terms of in church world, uh, and if you're listening to this and you're not a church person or don't go to church or whatever, that's fine, you know, because uh, this is not, this is way beyond uh, church world. But I'm just saying, I was involved in church leadership, and I could certainly see why people weren't coming into the doors of a church, and I could certainly see being in the doors of a church, uh, why people were just getting stuck. I mean, they would uh, come in, and they would come on a Sunday and listen to a message, and let's face it, the uh, 
the current view of church world is uh, if you even do go to church, it's like, I go to church. I go once a week. Like it's an event. Yeah, it's an event. And, but that's. And you're a consumer. Yeah. And you're just kind of sitting there and you got, and the better the music, the better the message is like, that's been a good thing. And you maybe shake the pastor's hand as you walk out the door and go, oh, that was a good thing. But, 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 but here's the key thing. We are not called to go to church. We are called to be the church and to go out in the world and be the church in the world. So. For the church folks. Which means serving people. Yeah. Serving people and serving people as Jesus served people. Uh, Coming alongside them and loving them and caring caring for them. And... uh, So that looks like taking people, you know, making friends, taking people meals when they're sick. Yeah. uh, Supportive words if... If someone has cancer it's it's just going out there and building relationships yeah. and and really just caring for people just yeah just giving a hoot you know just giving a hoot. And even if they don't have some big cancer or, or big concern thing in their life it's just a matter of people coming alongside other people uh beyond because it's so easy now right in social media world beyond just the facebook friends you know or be- just the face value of whatever it is that you're talking about you know talking about the weather and yeah right going going deeper and having those relationships so uh yeah so so basically yeah a there's a big need out in the world uh whether you're a church person or a non-church person there's a big need just for good healthy relationships and for those church folks listening, guys, we got it, gals, guys, we got to get up out of our uh, pews and engage in the world and take out of the, our comfort zone, out of our comfort zones. Right. Because it's taking steps. It's taking the uh, the few steps to walk across the room to say hello to somebody and to just start a conversation and to just begin to say, you know what? Um, we are called to go, uh, actually be the church and to care for people. And, and the cool thing is we grow in the process ourselves. I mean, you sort of do something, something for someone else and you yourself, uh, you grow, you feel good. You, uh, you, you know, you just move forward as the person going out and taking those steps. So that's where you guys were at. Yeah, that's so we were out there. So then, like five years ago, we were at this stage, and I connected with Mike, and then you know your mom was around the table with her background in uh, as a counselor, and coaching is not counseling. But well, some she of, didn't even have her degree yet, did she? Uh, I think she was in point, the process yeah, of getting was, her degree. She was close, but she's still she's just a natural. Uh, yeah, when counselor. she said that she was going to go back to school to get yeah, a master's degree like, in counseling, yeah, it's like, just, oh yeah, that you're makes just sense. Getting the, you're just getting the sheepskin yeah, it's to like when support we, what you've always done. <laughs> when Uncle Fran said that he was going to to stop being a car dealer and be a, and open his own restaurant, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you it just kind of go what do what you always, was, so. always done. So yeah, so five years ago, it was the thing that we got together, Terry and Mike and I, and I just want to get going. It's like, okay, so this... This coaching thing is important, 
And I'm like, well, let's just start moving that. They're like, no, you got We got to have something down. Uh, we got to have some process. I mean, we want it to be real relational, but you have to have some roadmap. And literally started from scratch. Well, okay. So what were you going to do? So my, knowing the three of you, I'm assuming you were just going to be like, oh, let's wing it. Let's go let's do this, wing it, right? Let's go that, let's but go. then Mike and Terry said, no, you have to have some process here because, and I've heard people say to me, anybody can go coach somebody else. You know, anybody can come alongside somebody else and say, hey, you know, how are you doing today? And, you know, so what's going on? And, oh, so that job thing's not going well. Well, here's some ideas of what you can do. I mean, anybody can do that. But if you really want to have a uh, extremely healthy and uh, deep uh, steps that result in healthy, real transformational growth, it's good to have a process down and something on paper that not only the Mike and Terry's of the world can follow and they're just natural coaches. Well, yeah. So when they, if they were going to sit down over coffee with a friend who, who wanted them to kind of walk through them with some life issues or whatever, some struggles, some pain points they're having or, or even exciting times, um, both Mike and Terry would have no problem sitting over coffee with someone and really lead the, leading yeah. them where they needed to be led. But the average person you, it would be a harder time to do that. You might spend the whole entire coffee hour talking about sports and and kicking yourself because you didn't actually talk about what that person really wanted to talk to you about, which was, um, I'm really struggling in this area of my life and I could really use a friend to come alongside me and give me some advice and some help and and encouragement. Right. So it was really a cool process and, and we can go into this some other time of how, you know, just the steps. I didn't think it was cool at the time because I was thinking this would take, you know, five weeks or five months to put together. It took like five years. but <laughs> So an overview of that, what ended up coming out of that was that Terry and Mike created, wrote Journey, which it's not really a curriculum. It's a workbook and a leader's guide mm-hmm. um, that helps someone d- go through that process with some with a friend or yeah. a coworker or an acquaintance in their life that right. that could use it and as a result it was a 5 year process to really formulate a, um this workbook and this leader's guide and during that process where they were formulating that and there's been many revisions so the first the fir- let's say the first draft when was that ready within a year or so yeah, so about 4 within, years ago yeah i would say probably within yeah 8 8 to 12 months and what do they call it like like open sourcing, or, or at least we held with open hands where we wanted to say, uh, we've got a revision, or we've got... Uh, seven, like it's a work se- in process. Yeah, work in process. So we've got seven sessions, and that would it not... Not necessarily seven weeks, but seven sessions. So seven times you would get together. Seven like times s- you get together. Over coffee, over, over coffee. lunch. And this is not like in a big group or something. This is just guy to guy or gal to gal or couple to couple. So it is very... Uh, one-on-one, very relational, uh, but it's not so loosey-goosey relational that, like you say, you just end up talking about the latest weather topic, sports topic, or whatever it might be, and you really don't get into the meat of life. So yeah, seven sessions, and then we went and we uh, you piloted started talking about you, Yeah, so you started, you yeah. piloted it. Yeah. Well, Mike, and, and as you piloted it and brought it out there, um, Mike and Terry were continuing to make res- revisions, which I, 
I believe they kept making revisions based off of what they were hearing as you guys were going right. out there and talking. Right, right. right. No, absolutely. And, and in fact, one of the key revisions, this is about, and this is, this is funny. It's funny looking back now, but it, it shows how important the process has been because Mike and Terry are really gifted, solid people. But here's why this workbook is really important. Um, they, we, forgot to put in a key section on uh, worldview, and we didn't hit that until we took, uh, until Mike took a young man through who has not crossed the line of faith, who, um, you know, it, it's he's not a church guy. He's just, he's a guy that has questions about uh, faith, and so we wanted to offer a way for a person that uh, is not a Christ follower to say, hey, I, I'm just questioning these things, and I think some of this stuff is wacky. And Because part of, yeah, so... So we did a section on worldview then. But that was funny. There was like number four, five, six of the revisions. We didn't catch that. So what was what else was in there without the worldview? Just so that we... Because it... Just so that we're clear on, because I don't think anyone, depending on how many podcasts you've already listened to, and we haven't talked about it in this podcast, Mm -hmm. but those seven sessions, they really touch on sharing your story, you know, is the first one and then strengths and weaknesses. And uh, I don't know how exactly how it laid out, but we really, what we did not have at that point was something that allowed someone to just share where they're coming from, where their view of the world is. Because every single person has a worldview, even if it's not a Christian and a lot of Christians don't even have a Christian worldview. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, how did I get here and where am I going? And, you know, like, what what am I doing as I'm flying around on this rock that's hurling through space around the sun? And, you know, how is all that going to play out for me here? How did Mike notice that that part was, was that guy asking questions? Yeah, it's just when he was, when Mike was taking that young man through it, it was just, it wasn't flowing right, and the the questions didn't lend themselves to uh, relationally uh, allowing that young man to speak into where he's at and so forth. So it was a big thing that we didn't catch until m- many revisions in. So it just goes back to the idea that uh, the process, these seven pieces of this are really important. And they haven't been out there. We didn't do this because we wanted an, something to do. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've all got full-time jobs. So we did it because there hasn't been anything like this. Uh, and this is the other key thing. We wanted to make the whole thing uh, Google simple, if you will. You know, or, Google simple yeah. because uh, this isn't rocket science. But it is a process, and we want to make it really you know, easy. Google's for people. not simple. I think you mean Apple simple. Well, Google is simple that you type in your little word that you want to find, right? I want to find out something about, you know, what's the best place to so buy. So you mean user friendly? Google user friendly? Because yeah, Google's not because with all yeah. their products and stuff, they're not yeah. simple. They're, user friendly. That's yeah. That's uh, that's a good way to say. say it. Yeah, uh, you, user yeah, yeah, user. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, user-friendly, because that is important. And so, yeah. So it is very user-friendly. It's a, it's something that people can sit down with another human being and to really build a relationship and go deeper. And it is so, so, so important. Um, 
and so anyway, one of the things. Well, okay, so so we're walking. I'm trying to walk our our listeners through a story here, which okay. is that so in the process of all these revisions, now we're in. Now we're hitting 2019, mm-hmm. and um, and what's come out of that is so as their daughter, I've been watching them walk through this, and so I, as their daughter, I've all I had also been wa- I had watched them walk through this, and some of the pain points that you were experiencing because you didn't just all of a sudden have all these people like wanting to do journey coaching or wanting to more specifically lead or be a journey coach well can i can i address that real quick yeah just so if we had if the three of us had uh sat around and said we really feel that there's a need for a new restaurant a new type of concept a new way to feed people uh a good meal and we would have opened up a restaurant six months later you open the doors and people just flock in they're like "Ooh, new restaurant Uh, well okay so this is a perfect analogy because you thought that that's what you had done was open a new restaurant. But from my perspective, as n- not understanding exactly what was going on, because it was very confusing what you guys were trying to accomplish because right. it hadn't been, it hadn't been nailed down yet what you were trying to do. It wasn't like you had opened a new restaurant six months later. It was like you had started serving food out of your kitchen mm-hmm. and it was Right. During random out, I mean, it, it it was hard to it was hard to define what you were doing and how you were doing it, which w- led to a lot of confusion. Yeah, which is why, yeah, because restaurant, you say restaurant, people understand the concept of restaurant. Oh, and you would I have that, you know? and, and you would have been well branded. Yeah, I mean, right? You would have yeah. been well branded. You would have had printed menus. Yeah, it would have been in there in. It, it would have been something that people could conceptualize and understand. Yeah, exactly. But and, coaching is like, what's that? Yeah, exactly. And so this is so different than what is being done, which earlier in the podcast we said it's based off of old-fashioned values, old-fashioned, you know, we live in a very fast food, microwave. Um, right. And our culture is like, we want it now. We we have so much information at our fingertips. Um, we're very segmented. Um, and so, yeah, our culture now is not used to the long relationships that, you know, people had before and the long relationships people had before. And well, so it was very foreign to our culture in today's day and age, yet it's based off of historically solid relation and relational skills. Yeah. And really healthy, healthy relationship skills. Now, if you would talk about that a little bit, because you are very relational, to the uh, extent of you've gone to Africa multiple times and you really, really relate to that culture uh, of highly relational, uh, that highly relational kind of culture that's in Africa. So maybe you could talk just for a minute or two about the importance of relationships, the importance of this coaching thing that we're talking about because I think people need to understand like why even bother with this right because if I can just like if I go to church well I'll just go to church if I don't go to church well I'm happy not going to church I got I got some Netflix going on I got uh, going back to restaurants I got great restaurants to go visit I got you know things to do I can go buy something new I can go uh, do some fun stuff why even bother with sitting down with somebody one-on-one somebody that's 
several steps ahead of me uh, in terms of their... Fr- or sitting down with someone who could really use an encouraging word. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Like why? And I think with your background of uh, being well, relational and going through it, because you've gone through it too. Like why? Why would anybody even listening to this even care or bother or, you know, engage in this whole thing? Well, I'm going to say something that's going to be very offensive to our Eastern Iowa community. <laughs> Um, and that is that, and I'm going to say something that I have honestly probably never heard anyone say, and I very much believe it. Um, yes, I have traveled to Ethiopia <laughs> as that's how you, with the correct accent there. Um, you guys would know it as Ethiopia, but it's actually Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Oh, Ethiopia. that's interesting. A little, yeah, there's a Ethiopia. little nuance there. Yes, it is. So, um, and I'm, that's still with my English accent there. Sorry to all my Ethiopian (laughs) Ethiopian friends and family. But um, yeah, so as someone who's traveled to, and I'll say it the English way, but um, Ethiopia um, um, four times and have two Ethiopian children, um, I will say um, that, okay, we Americans like to go to Africa to tell Africans how they're doing it wrong and to show them how to do it correctly, right? Yeah, right. I mean, right. I mean, right? That, yeah. So I'm about to say something that's we kind got of a- the, we got <laughs> right because we got the money and we got the stuff and we're going to go over. We're going to go fix our, you, right? Yeah, right. Well, it's true that Africans and Ethiopians um, can learn something from Americans. That is very much true because we all can learn stuff from each other. And so I'm not saying that that's not true. But what I am saying is that Americans can learn something from Africans and Ethiopians. And uh, sometimes their priorities might be better aligned with who we were created to be. And um, in some areas, and one of these areas is with relationships. Now, granted, it can go to the extreme. I will say that uh, a lot of people who do know uh, African culture very well, there is extremes, just like there's extremes in American cultures. Um, And also, I'm very much generalizing, and I totally get that. (laughs) Um, But to define things and help us understand, everyone has a worldview, and to help us understand the world that we live in, um, sometimes generalizations help us so that we can then understand nuances. We need to go big picture before we can understand the nuances of a situation. So as far as relationally, um, there is this thing called cold climate cultures and warm climate cultures. And Eastern Iowa is a cold climate culture. Um, Ethiopia is a warm climate culture. And what that means is that, uh, and we have a lot of Swedish and European immigrants, um, and their extended families, Gotta love the, the Swedish, extended right? families of, yeah, we are, we are, <laughs> Gotta love the we are. So, uh, Jeff's dad, my grandpa, Carl Carlson came, was an immigrant when he was 18 from Sweden. So, <laughs> but this, that's another story. That's another, another, another story. Day. But this area was built off a, a significant amount of European, um, and, and Swiss Swedish immigrants and which are cold climate culture. So we are generation, general, gener, generationally um, passing on cold climate cultures. We're also cold climate culture in the fact that it is Iowa and it is a cold climate part of the year. Makes sense. As such, farming community, cold climate, um, 
well, I guess it's not necessarily the farming community, even though we are, but the fact that we're a cold climate culture, we pull in, we're inside for part of the year where we just physically aren't spending as much time outside with other people. Whereas warm climate cultures spend more time outside with people relationally. And one of uh, defining characteristics of a, from my understanding, which I'm not an expert in this field, is that one of the defining characteristics of a cold climate culture is that they're more independent. And they rely more on um, that independence for survival. Whereas one of the defining characteristics of a warm climate culture is that survival is based off relationships. And so, for example, your friends and family in a warm climate culture are part of your survival. So they're part of your savings account. Um, Those relationships are built. um, You need relationships to, to survive essentially, especially in, there is a great book called African Friends and Money Matters by David Moranes, M-A-R-A-N-Z. It's a pretty expensive book because I think it's self-published or published by a small publisher, I'm guessing, Um, but it's well worth the price. I think it's about $25 on Amazon, which is super expensive, but um, (laughs) if you're local, um, well, no, I actually don't want to lend out my copy because (laughs) I've already done it a couple of times and lost it and it gets expensive. So I recommend um, that book if you want to learn more, but can we go back just one yes. minute to the cold climate thing? Because yes. I think that that is uh, an interesting insight. Because that's where we're at. I mean, this is the, the primary people listening to this co- podcast might very well be it from a cold climate. cold climate. Yeah. And it, 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 as you're saying that, it just makes a lot of sense as to kind of our DNA of how we kind of move through a day. So, for instance, we're working all day. Yeah, it is cold out. Uh, it gets dark, like in the wintertime, right? It gets dark at, you know, five o'clock. It gets dark earlier. And and we're going to head home and we're going to like turn on the TV. And now when we turn on the TV, it's not just, you know, three channels or whatever we got. We got all kinds of content. So we can sit there and watch YouTube videos and we can watch Netflix. And in our kind of culture or DNA, we can be really isolated. Well, and that and then that's the other thing is, yeah. So cold climate culture people, and I've heard this because, you know, even though, even though I was raised in this area, um, we can be pretty isolated, and I would say that that is something that we can learn from. Um, Africans that it's not good to be isolated, and that's one of the pain points that journey, that, that journey, that journey solves is. We don't know how, we haven't been, a lot of us haven't, we struggle. We haven't been exposed. We haven't been raised in an environment where um, relationships are part of your survival. And as a result, we've gone to the, and this is again, generaliz- very much a generalization, but we've kind of gone to the extreme where we think we're so independent that we don't need other people as much as we really actually do. I mean, to the point where even marriages and intimate relationships are so fragmented. I mean, those are your closest allies and that your closest ally is that is that marriage or that that intimate relationship. And even in that situation, we're still in crisis mode. So even and with our children, again, second tier of your closest relationship, that's that's fragmented. That's in, that's in crisis mode, too. And it's like, what do we do? How do we solve these problems? Because these are pain points in our lives that we need to solve because we're struggling and we might even not realize it. Or, I mean, we, we we feel the pain, but we don't know where or how how to fix it right well and the thing is too that it's it's just in our 
natural design. We were designed for relationships. And so when you look at that need, and let's go to the negative for a bit here, uh, gangs. I mean, well, yeah, what are, yeah, what are, it's, uh, from again, generalization and not being an expert in this field, but isn't it that a lot of times it's children and teenagers who were raised without the strong connections to their friends and family and they're searching for it. And a gang provides that strong, that strong protection, intimacy. Yeah. And it is strong, right? I mean, people will die for someone else in their gang. Oh, absolutely. They will, you know, they'll take a literally take a bullet. So ought we not then take a deep breath, look around and go, well, what if we took that uh, designed uh, function of us as human beings and uh, just realized that we need to do that intentionally and then did it in a positive way? I mean, if we were, you know, gangs for good, <laughs> let's say we're we're getting together, we were really, uh, you know, just in a positive way growing and being all we can be in our one and only life. I mean, this is it, our limited time here on earth. And if we connected with other people in an intentional and healthy way, what would that look like? You know, what would that look like? So that's really the the hope, the dream. And it's just a matter of taking a step out and uh, reaching outside yourself. And you'd mentioned it earlier, Sarah, the comfort zone, you know, stepping out and, you know, getting outside of that comfort zone and that we all have and just connecting with another human being in a positive, intentional way. Exactly. And uh, so then let's address what's happened in, in, the la- in the past year. So throughout 2018, um, just for all the people who are listening who have watched Journey um, essentially grow in the past five years, um, to just there was a lot of confusion then around once once the three of you had conceptualized this and saw the pain points and the needs, you guys started to try to bring it to the essentially to the market yeah. and were met with a lot of pushback and hurdles, right? right. Well, in the market being. Um Let's just talk about church world for a second. Well, the market being your target audience, right? Well, yeah, because we wanted to go into, we wanted to talk to some church leaders. We wanted to talk with some church folks that, you know, were were, uh, more mature that could uh, just... Help implement it, bring people around the table to help with it. Yeah, well, and what I thought, so here's, here's what I sort of thought, naively, but not unexpectedly, and let me use an example. So... Example is Dyson vacuums. Uh, most people have heard of a Dyson vacuum. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, there's a guy named Dyson. He invented a vacuum. And it was, it's a really good vacuum. But he went to existing vacuum companies and said, I got a really good vacuum. And they probably looked at and go, yeah, that's that's an okay vacuum. We've, we've, we think that could really, <laughs> it doesn't suck. <laughs> Because it does <laughs> suck. Like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, but they turned him down because... One of the key reasons was the current model said, well, yeah, we want to sell the vacuum, but we want to sell vacuum bags in addition. There's a huge mark for vacuum bags. It's just not in our model that we would do this non-bagless. You dump it out every time and you don't use a bag thing. And they turned them down. Yeah, except and I'm going to I'm going to push back on you a little bit 
um, here too because this is part of my confusion with you guys doing this is because I was hearing stories like that for the past several years and it and that that is a confusing story in terms of how it relates to journey and I'll ex- and I'll, and I'll okay. say it's why because <laughs> you weren't bringing a new vacuum that doesn't have a bag and the church wasn't pushing back because it because they wanted to sell bags you know mm-hmm. figuratively right, right? right that right. wasn't the pushback yeah. really what it come to, came back down to in my opinion from a marketing standpoint is uh, confusion right I mean because essentially right, yeah. it was if confusion and trust, um, trust that it would work mm-hmm. and confusion in the process that yeah and I would say those those were factors that we were addressing but the other thing is keep in mind that the 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 model of church is we run programs okay so yeah we so the model of the church is big church down to smaller groups, groups down to individual yeah and the, the big sunday service a lot of energy is put into that big sunday yes service, right? and so journey coaching is flipping that upside down it so that it's starting down. small so yeah. you're starting one to like you said um person to person person to person and then and then getting bigger and then yeah and, and even before uh uh that person to person somehow those connections have to be made so there really is a high value on uh people stepping outside of their comfort zones and just walking across the room to ask someone uh to go through the coaching to explain what it is and to uh you know build those relationships and just sit down and have a cup of coffee yeah and then get into the individual coaching relationships and then those people have been coached, get them into um, smaller groups where they can just together kind of that iron on iron kind of uh, uh, sharpening sort of a, a concept. I, I think about a fire. If if you just have one uh, log that's on this heat, it doesn't last long, but you put two or three of those logs together and you done got yourself a, a good campfire. Here's the thing. So in fact, even as... Uh, as soon as today, I had somebody, and this is amazing, like people are actually starting to ask for this now. It's like, whoa, you actually like want a copy of this material? What? <laughs> you know, it's. You're starting to hear that now. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. So, but what we say is, you know, we don't want to just publish stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there that's published, and there's a lot of good books, and there's a lot of stuff you can read. Uh, and you can read and you can put it on a shelf and it collects lots of dust and life goes on. So what we are really, really asking for very clearly in a very caring way, but very firmly saying, please, please, please sit down and go through the coaching, experience it, because it's not about reading it. It's not just about understanding that, oh, yeah, that might be good. Uh, it's amazing. The people we've taken through this so far, none of them, and this is like zero, <laughs> have said, oh, this is exactly what I'm doing with Sally or Steve or Mary or John or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, this stuff, it's like totally new stuff. And we're sort of like, well, gosh, yeah, there is a need for this. But the, to actually experience it, 
and well from a humility standpoint too you don't just you're not there's not two it's not taking the entire community or the entire world that's interested in journey and dividing them into two pieces which is on your one side you have your coaches and on the other side you have your coaches that's Mm -hmm. not what we're talking about here is that every single person needs to coach and well first every single person needs to be needs to be coached Mm -hmm. and then after that, to coach. Right. And and you need that because if you look around, let's go back to church world now. And again, for those of you that are in church world, maybe you'll understand some of the things that you don't like about church world by this coming up comment here, um, is people that are leaders in churches, big churches, medium-sized churches, little churches, they need people around them. And you can see situations that have happened where things have just really tanked and you can attribute a significant amount of that uh, to people that just are operating isolated running hard uh, ministry and life is hard and so if you've got uh, leaders that are running hard and they're not having healthy relationships around them it's really bad I mean, stuff, really bad stuff can happen, and it does happen. And if, I mean, for anyone listening, for the people that are listening to this podcast, just think for a minute in your, just think for a minute, who is someone that you admire and look up to, whether you know him personally or not, maybe it's a sports guy or, you know, a movie star or, or some other business mentor or something that you don't have much of a relationship with, or maybe it's someone that you do have a relationship with. The fact of the matter is, is they need to be coached just as much as you do, the and probably, person listening. And maybe more, I don't want to say more. Well, they pro- the, and they might ha- be in the process of being coached too yeah, at but, some extent. But maybe extent. just more, I think somebody that's in a position of leadership maybe even needs it a little bit more because there's more pressure there's more focus on them potentially and so they really need to be intentional about having well uh, yeah no what them. is it what is it uh those who have been given much much is expected right right and it's hard sometimes because again life moves fast and when you're uh, in leadership uh, and even if you're not in a, in a you know a high visibility leadership spot you're just moving fast and to take that intentional time to be open and honest and to uh, you know share life with someone, uh, it, it takes some commitment and it takes some guts. It's like, let's just have a cup of coffee. You know, let's just share stories. Let's just, uh, you know, there's probably more questions that people have. And uh, there's no commitment. There, you know, like somebody reaches out to us and we're not going to say, okay, sign up for this thing and you're locked. You know, you're locked in for however long. It's just a matter of, getting to know each other, looking at uh, what this is all about, sharing stories, how it can fit into, you know, your life, the if you're a leader in your organization's life. And it's just that simple cup of coffee and <laughs> just starting the conversation. I think uh, kind of in closing, uh, you know, take a step. You know, we all need to do something uh, a little different. You know, that old adage to uh, do the same thing and expect something different to happen that's not good so let's let's do 
uh, something different that's based on timeless age-old principles of reaching out to another person uh, to get to know them, to do it in an intentional way so that we can all move forward well and to grow in this one and only life that we're uh, given. Yes, yes, yes. So thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. This has been Sarah Banowitz and Jeff Carlson. And as we've mentioned, you can find more at journeycoaching.org or visit us at Facebook or Instagram uh, at Journey Coaching. So we will talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.